0: Someone's out there looking for a job. Our guy Money Mason Crosby. Mason Crosby, after Anders Carlson, missed a kick again yesterday for uh, the Packers at uh, training camp. Uh, Just a few minutes later, Mason Crosby would take to Twitter and post a video of him kicking good a 50-yarder at a school field.
1: It's always dad season. We've got to keep preparing for football season, too.
0: There it is. (laughs) <laughs> That's it. It's always dad season. He had a shirt on that said dad, S-Z-N season. Dad season. He's like, again.
1: It's dad season. we got to keep preparing for football season, too.
0: There it is.
2: Do you it think is. it is a little bit surprising that he is still a free agent? Just going to say that. As uh, he was
0: on a boat, what, a couple weeks ago, uh, sending out videos of him kicking field goals, basically being like, hey, I'm out here. Come get me. I do think it's a little weird that he's out there because he's really good at Outside what he does. Outside of a
2: season and a half Mason Crosby was really good for a long time. And now he's not the Mason Crosby of old. Like he's an older version of Mason Crosby. But uh, even last year, Mason Crosby from, you know, roughly 52 and in was pretty automatic. He doesn't have the, he doesn't have the same leg he did when he was younger, where, you know, he could kick it nearly 60, 65 yards if he needed to. But if you're still sitting there at 50, 52, Crosby was still pretty darn good last year.
0: Yeah. I was 16 years in Green Bay, 38 years old. Mason Crosby is not re signed following the season, which he didn't have, uh, uh, you know, the same kicking powers we Roddy was just talking about. Uh, what He had, did have a knee surgery underwent in July of 2022. I mean, the dude's money, though. Mason Crosby's good. I know, like, Grant Bills is on a mission to say, who cares about this kicker missing kicks in uh, preseason and training camp? Well, it's like, how many games are either decided by a field goal or an extra point? You see it all the time. That's the NFL.
2: See, I don't think it'll matter really this year. If you're a fringe playoff team and you make the playoffs or not, I get it. If that's you knew you kind of weren't really a contender and you, this was a rebuilding year, why you wouldn't bring them back because of the money. But where I think you could potentially run into problems is if You get rid of Mason Crosby, say he does sign somewhere else or say, you know what, I'm officially, I'm done, I'm walking away. And then, yeah, you lose a few games this year because the kicking's not great. But the big issue is when the team takes a step, if Jordan Love really is kind of that good and say he's going into year two and he's taking a really big leap and and he becomes a top 10 quarterback in the league and you still have, like, some of these guys like Aaron Jones on the last year of his deal and some of these older veterans on defense are still hanging around. You're like, we actually could have a really good team. And then... It's you're stuck with Anders Carlson year two when you're actually trying to win and compete and be like, F. Yeah. This guy stinks.
0: I'm trying to figure out. Um, <sighs> this is the first article. This is from last season on week 15. Uh, the NFL had seen 133 games decided by eight points or fewer, uh, the most one possession games through 15 weeks in league history. As well, look at the Vikings, for example, last year, Rowdy. They were the luckiest team in the NFL, they won so many games uh by a one score margin and they had a negative point differential. So many games have come down to I mean, how many times have
2: you seen where just missing an extra point bites you in the ass? Well well the Vikings were such a such a crazy story because you can go back and I just remember it's like, man, these this these guys just keep coming from behind. They're pulling like rabbits out of their ass, horseshoes out of their ass. Like how are they finding ways remember uh It was they were playing the Bills and it was like the Bills were one of the better teams in football and they were expected to be. And then the the Vikings come out of nowhere. They play a good game, but they get like this miracle catch from Justin Jefferson all for for Kirk Cousins, you know, to to try and quarterback sneak it from the one and it gets stuffed. And it's like, finally, their rocket, their luck has run out. And then Josh Allen fumbles the snap in the end zone. It's like, <laughs> are you effing kidding me with 30 seconds left? All they had to do was get it out of the end zone. And this team again, the game's found unbelievable. Their lucky horseshoe or their rabbit foot. It's unbelievable. Really? But then the year before the Vikings lost like almost every single close game possible. And they had like one of the worst records when it came to single digit games or single score games. And they were still like 500. Yeah. And then it flipped on its head, and they were one of the better teams in the NFC outside of the Eagles and the, the Niners.
0: Like um, Some people are making the case, of, like, don't worry about Anders Carlson or, you know, why? Like, you got to worry about everything in a football game. Remember when the Packers uh, trotted out, you know, before Rich Passaccia? Who was the bum before Rich Passaccia? It was, he made it to the, he was fired right before the Packers. Mo Drayton. Yeah, Mo Drayton. Remember that? Remember how terrible that special teams unit was? Now, I'm not saying the field goal kicker, but just a special teams unit as a whole. That cost the Packers so many that cost the Packers games. That game against the Bears of the special teams. Hell, in the playoffs against the Niners, the the special teams screwed it. The Packers let Mo Drayton hang on forever. He was terrible at do you what remember he did, before
2: Drayton, and it bit him in the ass. Do you remember who it was before Drayton? It was um Meninga. Yeah, Sean Meninga. <laughs> Maninga. He'd suck, too. So you look at the Packers who would hang <laughs> well, on to... Well, doesn't it make sense? Mo Drayton was one of wait, his guys. Meninga's guys. And Meninga stunk. And then, if I remember correctly, Meninga was a Ron... Was it Ron Sook? Yeah, I think and it was around Zook, Zook, Zook. Obviously, outside of yeah, uh, the two years at, in Florida and then at Illinois, he stunk.
0: They always would hire from the same tree yeah. of the bum before him, and then it continued to be a problem. Uh, the Packers special teams got so bad. You're like, how is this like possible? So you look at what potentially is a problem right now. And to say that you should just ignore it and it'll be fine is completely absurd. We've seen the Packers do that in the past and just bite them, bit them in the ass every time.
2: I just think they're looking, they just know that if they, I, I feel like the Packers are in the place like front office wise and coaching, uh, head coach wise, where it's like, hey, if we make the playoffs good on us, if we just show that we have promise and we have some skill, that's kind of where we're at. If we slightly miss the playoffs. You know, we're kind of on our timeline, but if they go and win like six games, seven games, maybe four, five, like then it's, then it's a disaster. But I think where they're at they're not necessarily caring if it comes down to winning or losing a few games here and there, as long as they're showing progression with Jordan love and, and some of the younger guys on the football team, they can come to the fans and say, Hey, see, we were a fringe team. We were saving money, shedding salary, getting rid of some of the old guard, like the Rogers and the Crosby and ultimately probably Bakhtiari in the next calendar year. And we were getting our, our salary cap back in, in place. Mm -hmm growing these young players. Now year two of Jordan Love starting, this is where we go.
0: Well, if that's the case, I would say, well, you're completely inept for what you did, uh, knowing that it was a problem with the field goal kicker and did nothing about it under the guise of we're just growing. It's like, you, it's, I don't know. Uh, line two, good morning. Hey, this is Bill. Hey, Bill,
3: hey. What's up, Bill? Tell you what, I'm just trying to figure out how do, do people really think we're going to compete when we've got $60 million in debt cap space? Almost know. A, you know over twenty five percent of our salary cap. I mean, isn't this year just to play for next year? Realistically, I mean, I love the idea of a uh, getting to the playoffs and a fringe playoff team, but we got Joe Barry and so realistically, what's this year? Plus.
2: The Jordan Love prove it year. Yeah, I that, think that's exactly what it is. And if you if you're a fringe playoff team and you make it, that's that's a that's it's a sense. good then season. you're playing with house money. Yeah,
0: yeah. I
3: mean, it's this is about. This is about you gotta get through this year, and they're just trying to get through this year. And I would love them to sign Mason Crosby, but I don't feel like I think Goody's looking at it realistically. And what is Jordan Love? I mean the guy's paid twenty million and he's had a couple of good series this year against Scrubs. And everybody's like, Oh my god, we're a fringe playoff team. Maybe we are, maybe we aren't.
2: Right? Well, no, you're totally right. I don't, I mean, there's I don't nothing know if you were listening of. earlier in the show, Bill, but we talked about this and I it was when Vagabond Johnny called in and I said my biggest fear, my hot take is that because he's looked so good here so far through two preseason games is that Packer fans will have too high of expectations. So the first sign of when he throws three or four picks in a game and it's just a bad game and he looks like a real rookie out there, they're going to freak out because they think he should be great.
3: I mean, I, you know, he's in a perfect situation. If you think about it, he's had three years to learn
2: behind he's had the Aaron Rodgers.
3: Yep. He said three years to sit there and watch the game and, and learn the game. I mean, I'm not saying he's going to be some great quarterback, but, and he may not pan out, but he's in a perfect situation to pan out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Or at least be a Kirk cousins.
0: No, no, you'd take that.
3: I would take that. Yeah. But anyways, I just I think people have to be realistic and realize what that amount of debt cap salary space is going to do to the team this year.
0: Bill let's send on a positive let's send on a positive, send a positive note. Let's send on a positive note. What about the Badgers? Yes. What about the Badgers?
3: Oh, they're kind of gonna be fun, aren't they?
0: Oh yeah. Next Saturday, baby. The, it, it starts the journey.
3: It, it looks for I'm looking forward to it. It's
0: we're busy. gonna we're gonna be riding high on uh, the Badgers. It's gonna be nice.
3: I mean, you know what, the Packers could be fun. I mean, they don't have to win every game to feel like there's hope,
2: right? Yeah, I mean, they'll, they'll be fun. There'll be some flashes. As long as they don't go, like, one, two, three, or four wins, or maybe even five, I feel like you'll have weeks where it'll be like, th- these were interesting, entertaining weeks, as long as they just don't get their butts whooped.
3: Well if the defense, I mean, that defense should be fit. What if they suck because of the coach? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Wait, I thought we were ending on something positive here. What the hell? <laughs> what if they suck because of the coach? You know, what? you know what's
3: positive? It's not going to be 100 degrees. It feels
0: good out there. Oh my god, I know. Isn't it nice, dude? So check, Bill, check cool. this out. My wife came home from work yesterday, so she's. We have a. I have a the GTI Volkswagen, and my wife's got a Jeep Wrangler four by four. And I took the top off and all the doors off. It's been off for like two months now. She came home at lunch, and she took my car and left me with the uh, everything off the jeep. And then I had to go do her dirty work. She like sold some bed frame or whatever on uh, Facebook Marketplace, so I had to go run around town uh, in this heat, driving with uh, nothing on. It was it was hot, dude. It was hot.
3: Everything's good. That's the good note right
0: there, right? Yeah, everything's good. And I said, you know what? I'm keeping the money for you selling your bed frame <laughs> and making me do your uh, chores. I'm keeping the money. <laughs> smart man. I know. Hey guys,
3: have fun this weekend. See you,
2: Bill. You too, buddy. Always a pleasure. See you,
3: man.
2: Yeah, All I'm right. with Bill. I mean, it's it's hard to contend when you have 60 mil in dead cap and when you think about it, you still have some of the, like, the, the older, the old guard veterans like Bakhtiari. I can't imagine Bakhtiari's part of the plans next season. Like, they can cut them, Trade them. They can cut them, Trade them to the Jets. Next year and save, like, uh, what is it? Twenty, thirty million dollars? Because he he's, he's like supposed to make like forty million dollars because they kept backloading and backloading when they were uh, restructuring all those contracts. So there's no way he's on the roster next year. And at the same at the same point, it's going to be guys like that that you could trade and or cut and eat some of that salary next year. It almost is kind of setting up. Like remember. Goody is a Ted Thompson guy. Remember? Yep. Ted Thompson Thompson came in 2005. What did he do? Drafted Aaron Rodgers with his first pick. Aaron Rodgers sat for three years. Then he started playing. And in year three, he won the Super Bowl. Well, year one for love is a, does this guy have it? Year two is the last year of shedding all that extra excess old guard salary. Year three is, can we win this sucker? Yeah. Can we win the damn thing. It's kind of how it looks like he, his his outline of how he would love to have it play out is looking like. It's kind of the same blueprint as what Ted Thompson and Rodgers did years one to three. Now, can they actually do that? That's going to be the hard part. More will be revealed.
0: Week zero upon us. Dave Esler, the beautiful mind. David, good morning, my brother. How we doing?
4: Uh, we're doing well. How's 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 Wisconsin? I heard it was kind of warm up there.
2: It was a little it was a little balmy. I'll say that. Yeah, we made it past the three days of ninety eight, ninety nine, ninety nine. It was moist, Dave. Moist.
0: How's Florida?
4: Hot, <laughs> moist. But, you know, we're, 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 we're 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 a little more used to that. I I will admit I played golf Wednesday and it was it was it was as hot as it's been for months, but. It kind of bothered me more than usual. I I don't think I drank enough liquid. I yeah, my dogs are my dogs are agreeing with me in the back. Of me.
0: Well, they're probably saying they're probably t- trying to telltale you that uh, you weren't drinking water. You're drinking those cherry bombs, Dave. So you got to be careful. There's not much. There's not much to hydrate with those things, you know.
4: I don't drink on the golf course. <laughs>
0: no, neither do I. And
4: I don't shank only, balls either. Only, only, only in Wisconsin. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, I mean, that's the culture of Wisconsin, Dave. You know this. You gotta have a drink doing everything. I do. Hell, we tailgate uh, we for, like, uh, for, you know, for anything. but People might even tailgate before church service on Sundays,
4: you know? Well, you've gotta you got to squeeze it all in a short window of time. Um, that's true.
0: And football upon us, Dave, with football being upon us. what You got anything for week zero? By the way, Dave Esler, pregame.com, the winner's take, the podcast, the rowdy. You got anything for week zero, David?
4: Week zero, like in, as in college football, week zero? <laughs> yeah, the one and only. Yeah, um... I think Riley might have given this out, but he stole it from me. Um, Ohio, the Ohio, the yeah, Ohio, Ohio at San Diego State. Um, the line kind of sat at like three or four for a while, and then it it uh, came down when uh, Ohio's quarterback Curtis Rourke was going to play. He was the MAC Offensive Player of the Year last year, so I mean it does matter. And the Aztecs are playing a. Um, Quarterback that used to be a backup safety, so there is that. And okay. Okay. They did okay with him last year, but he threw uh, I think five picks in his last two games. So you know, I, I might feel differently. SDSU is a, you know, they're a very consistent, decent defense, no offense, but they got a lot of new parts, and I think if it were a couple of weeks into the season where they had a chance to put those parts together, I would maybe not be as confident, but. Ohio is favored to win the MAC, and
0: I think they beat San Diego State. Dave, I love it, and thank you for that. When I look at uh, one of these matchups, though, I see Notre Dame favored by twenty and a half over uh, the triple option that is Navy. What? Uh, what do you? Uh, no, no, this isn't to be official or anything. But what do you think of this? Uh, the spread, a twenty and a half for the Fighting Irish over
4: Navy. You know, I, I'm inclined to get to twenty one and take Navy. Um, and and I know there's more than 21 degrees of separation between those two teams, um, but I'm I'm you know I, I, Notre Dame doesn't have any reason to pile that shit out of Navy. Um, they can, but I don't think they will. And I think I think I like the under because Navy would be foolish to do anything but. I mean, you know, you know, all they do is run. Yeah, and they would oh, be
3: yeah.
4: foolish. I mean, they would be foolish to do anything but but run the clock down before they run, you know, to shorten the game. So uh, I would take take the points and I would take the under, which sort of rings a bell in my head that almost in any marquee game, if you will, if you take the underdog and the under, you will likely at least split every time. Okay. Because the, 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 you know, the market, so, gee, everybody, everybody wants Notre Dame. The big favorite, and, and everybody likes to bet over. So the the value is always in the underdog and the under.
2: Well, I think when I was uh, looking into the forecast, I think it's supposed to be rainy and windy, and uh, not the best weather too. So that could also suit Navy running the football and a lower score.
4: Yeah, I mean, you know, they got a new quarterback from from uh, the ACC down there, and I think that you know they they don't they don't need to have it in in full gear. Uh, and and you know, I, I mean, it's almost an exhibition game for yeah. Notre Dame. They don't they don't have to they don't have to, you know, they don't have to prove a point, I guess. Uh, and you know, they they come back and play Tennessee State. You know, that would be the game that they might, you know, up the ante a little bit, if you will. Uh, but you know, this is this is. I think this will be a boring game to watch, um, and I probably won't. Are you Irish? No.
0: Okay. Well,
4: it's in Ireland. I was only Irish in, 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 in Edgerton and I drank.
0: <laughs> and on St. Patrick's Day every year, Dave. Don't forget yeah, that. Yeah,
2: uh, I don't know. I mean, that's, yeah,
5: that, <laughs> Irish in Edgerton.
2: <laughs> Esler sounds more German. Dave? Um, I,
4: I believe there is some German heritage in there. Um, <laughs> maybe that's why I do have a temper.
0: Well, what also is ingrained in your DNA is gambling and giving all good picks, Dave. How about that? You got anything for NFL preseason wrapping up here? Are you liking the Packers possibly um, over the Seahawks?
4: Yeah, yeah in the, yeah, in the first half. I mean, they're going to play starters, and I doubt Seattle will. Uh, so, I'm I'm fairly convinced that you know the second half will be a waste of time because you know remember we only have three exhibition games, and you know it's kind of like the what game was it last night? The uh, oh, the Steelers. I mean. It was an easy win because uh, they they had him played uh, picket, but more than about three series all season, all preseason. So they left him in there a little bit, and they welled the crap out of uh, I think mean, who I forget who they even played. It was an easy win, and you'll see a lot more of that this week. I mean, you know, the the Forty Nine ers are favored tonight by more than a touchdown mm. over over the the, the Chargers, and you know. Just, just take, just bet them in the first half. Okay, um, okay. This is, this is probably the easiest week to make money in NFL exhibition than there is uh, probably until this time next year.
0: Love it, <laughs> hell yeah! Making that money, Dave. Speaking of making money, uh, I do have one question about. We got to keep the tradition alive, right? The WNBA. But before yeah, that,
4: I know. I think. I think we. I think we still only got one loss. Yeah, we do. I, I,
0: You're killing uh, it, dude. Well, he, <laughs>
4: You, you would know it's your, it's your money.
0: You are the man. Uh, you are the master. But bef- before the WNBA, do you have anything on a Major League Baseball?
4: Real quick. Uh, I could go through a lot of things on Major League Baseball. I mean, you know, Miami and Washington, uh, Garrett's minus 200. You know, uh, are they better than Washington? Yeah, but the only time Garrett was minus 200 this season, they lost. So I would take the, you know. I would take the Washington run line. i take the under in the, in the Cubs and, and pirates game, you know, two mediocre offenses and, and two good pitchers. Um, I, I like the over in your Brewers game. Mm. Um, I don't like Darvish on the road. So I think Milwaukee probably gets to him. Hell yeah. I mean, uh, Arizona, Arizona is pretty heavily favored over Hunter green, probably for a good reason. Um, you know, there might be a time to bet against the Braves on the road. Uh, San Francisco's not that bad. I like good Webb. I could see taking them on the run line. Um, Tanner Bibby for the Indians is, uh, you know, Babbitt's good. Toronto's good. But um, Bibby at plus 140. Uh, I don't think I could pass that up. Um, anything else you want?
0: Uh, no, I mean, my cup overflowed right now. What I do want, though, today is that WNBA bet, baby. Let's go. I'm fiending. I know,
4: there's only one. There's only one game, so this one's rather difficult.
0: It's all I need. It's all I need. Sparks you
4: know, in the dream. You know, you, know, you know, I was laying in bed last night thinking about what we were going to talk about this morning, and what ran through my mind was something I read yesterday. I actually looked it up. Dave, I first of all, kidding. let me just interrupt.
0: I'm glad that you're laying in bed thinking of me. That makes me feel happy. I like that.
4: Um, we can go down that rabbit hole if you want. No, I. Um, I, I know
0: you. I know you dream <laughs> dirty. I'll, we'll just leave it at that.
4: Oh, I do um, yeah I, you know I, I was thinking that it was was like 32 percent of the players in the WNBA are gay. I, I didn't know that I, I was just curious okay. and uh, yeah. I was thinking I don't think 32 percent of the NBA players are gay. that would be like like a little over three on every team. So that's just sort of my off topic in the morning. Okay.
0: Um, yeah, I did not expect that.
4: <laughs> yeah, I, didn't, I, didn't, I told you, my brain works in some mysterious ways. Yeah, you're just um, thinking of every angle you can one. get. I get it. Yeah, there's only, yeah, I want to go on the road with those people. Um, the uh, Los Angeles and Atlanta is the only game in the WNBA tonight. So this is going to be difficult, but I'm going to take uh, under 162 and a half points.
0: Under 162.5 points for the Sparks and Dream. Correct. And we're going to continue on in our winning ways in the WNBA.
4: Well, I did yeah, do- we're like eight, We're like eight or nine and one this summer. I know, dude.
2: What, I did look into the uh, Surrey name that is Essler, and it is German origins from the seventh century, meaning keeper of mules or donkeys. So that you just learned, that. we just learned that this morning. too. There you
4: go, Dave. Um, boy, I don't know. We got time for another segment. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. There's your um, surname? I, I try not to keep anything too long. Um, yeah, I think there's a French Canadian in there, but yeah, you, you're so right. Um, William the Conqueror was 1066, um, and he, he was a, uh, a distant relative of mine. Um, shortly after the seventh the century, so you know, I don't know what that will get you. I don't know what edge that will give you in gambling. Um, but William the Conqueror was pretty successful.
6: Yeah, I don't,
0: I don't know how to tie it all together. I'm just going to let it float out there in the ether and let people do it themselves. I love it,
4: Dave. Yeah. Yes, sir.
0: <laughs> I love our Fridays with you, man. is so funny. You, you golfing again this weekend, or what are you doing?
4: No. Um, I think, I'll, I think I won't I'll let my back rest I, I could go today I've been invited to go but um, I, I think it's one of those times that the price I'll have to pay at home might be steeper than yeah. the agony of agony playing in the especially after the re-
0: renewing your vows you know so you gotta like you still got you know spend time with the honey Dave Esler the keeper of the
4: Yeah, animals. I mean I, 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 shot a seven, I shot a 79 on Wednesday and I think I want to just kind of hold that yeah just hold it just hold
0: that just hold it Cherish yeah. it, keep it, nourish it, yeah, it's, think I mean, about it in like
4: bed. It's like, it's like being undefeated in the WNBA. You only have one direction to go, and I'm not ready to go. Man,
0: Dave, speaking of letting the things go, we we got to end it here, buddy. We love you. I ran out of time, but my God, you are a fountain of knowledge. You funny, S&B. Yes hey, hey,
4: thanks, guys. Dave, we yeah, love you. Yeah, you, 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 you're a fountain of knowledge too. You kind of, you kind of yin to my yang. You know, you know about a lot of things I don't. <laughs> yeah, that's why we can play well with each other. Dave,
0: we love you, buddy. Have a good weekend, and a WNBA uh, will yeah, win again. You guys too. See
4: I'll you, buddy. to you next week. See you, Dave.
0: I did not expect some of those stats coming out, Rowdy. That, that was well. It sounded German, so then I had to Google it. I didn't expect that either. <laughs> I want to get into Giannis coming up here. Giannis with the New York Times. I'm just going to uh, plant the seed right now. Giannis in the New York Times yesterday is saying he will not sign a contract extension when he becomes eligible next month until he's comfortable knowing that the Bucks will continue well, to compete for a championship. He even said this year doesn't make sense for either side. I mean, if I'm the Bucks, I'd be wanting to get that done to lock him up.
6: Right, but...
0: then if I'm Giannis, he's like, I want to be comfortable knowing that the organization will continue to compete for a championship. My brother in Christ, you were just the number one seed in the NBA. You had the best overall record. You were absolutely unbelievable, and you guys crapped the effing bed. Yeah. I, I don't believe that's on the organization. That's kind of on the
6: players. Uh, it's also on the player who's kind of dictating who he wants around him. Yeah, and you just hired a new coach, which about, you had a huge say in. How about this one? If you really want to win... Don't have your brother on the team.
0: Which, by the way, Thanasis is back uh, a
2: couple of weeks, month ago. Yeah, I thought I was going to finish that when you said, "If you really want to win, put Booby in." (laughs) (laughs) You literally handpicked a coach in Adrian Griffin,
0: and now you're coming out saying, "Well, I'm not sure I'm comfortable signing anything until I know they uh, are committed to a championship." Or is this you
6: picked the coach? Is this another one where maybe the question was a a different question was asked, and we didn't get the full question? and we're getting his answer it doesn't completely say i'm not going to be in milwaukee and it says you know. on both sides this offseason doesn't make sense
2: i agree i think uh giannis obviously he's brought his his brother with him uh he like you said he's pitched he's picked the coach he's he's said in the past hey we need to be contending for titles if if i'm going to resign it almost feels like the same thing he said a year or two before he ended up signing that first extension. But I'm I'm looking at his contract here. And he's under contract for next season. He's under contract for the following season after that. And then he has a player option in 2025-2026 for almost fifty-two million dollars. So you got at least two years. Yeah. But but in general, Look at what they did with the Lopez's, the Holidays, all, the Middleton's. All those guys have deals that are two to three years, which almost coincide with how much longer they have Giannis under contract. Yep. So I think he's more questioning where are they going to be after, after those that. two years because all these guys are going to be gone. It's going to be a new crew. So we're just
0: planting the seed right now. We'll get more into it a little later. All right, a
2: little trouble brewing in
0: Milwaukee, not the Brewers, the Bucks. Giannis Dendekunbo having an interview with the New York Times it was published yesterday in the two-time MVP Said numbers wise, it doesn't make sense for him to sign an extension when he becomes eligible next month. And he needs to be comfortable with knowing that the organization, the Bucks, will continue to compete for a championship. He said next summer would make more sense for both parties. Even then I don't know. Said the Greek freak. So that I would not be the best version of myself if I don't know that everyone's on the same page and that everyone's going for a championship. And everyone's going to sacrifice time away from their family like I do. And if I don't feel that, then I'm not signing. So Giannis is entering the third season of a five-year, $228 million Supermax extension in this upcoming season. His contract includes a player's option after the 2024-2025 season. So the Bucks can offer Giannis a three-year, $173 million extension on September 22nd. However, Giannis outlined the factors that uh, will go into this decision before he uh, signs his next deal. Uh, Quote, at the end of the day, I feel like all my teammates know and the organization knows that I want to win a championship. As long as we're on the same page with that and you show me and we go together to win a championship, I'm all for it. The moment I feel like, oh yeah, we're trying to rebuild, there will never be hard feelings with the Milwaukee Bucks, i.e. I'm out of here. Well, Rowdy, what goes up eventually must come down. All good things do come to an end.
2: Will we be seeing Giannis Adendokounmpo eventually taking his talents elsewhere out of Milwaukee? You know how when you look around professional sports, and obviously every single sport has their quote-unquote superstars, Mm -hmm. but when you think of certain sports or the leagues, like baseball— Yeah, you have your Babe Ruths and you have your Barry Bonds and you like you could go down the list of superstars, right? But it's always the Red Sox and the Yankees. They're historic brands, right? Mm -hmm. NFL, it's kind of a mix. You have your historic brands like the Packers, the Bears, the Steelers. But then you also have your superstars like your Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady. I feel like in the NBA, obviously you have like your Lakers and Celtics to an extent, But the superstars do what they want more than any other league in my opinion. Right. Like, don't you think that Packer fans would freak out if Aaron Rodgers came out and still had two years under contract and be like, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to sign back here. Like when he was in his prime. Yeah. Oh, yeah. they'd 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 be going nuts. Yeah. When Aaron Rodgers was in his late 20s. And had won a Super Bowl and was is ascending to the best player in the league or the best quarterback in the league. If he literally said, "Hey, if management doesn't do some of the things that I like and say I'm out of here," mm-hmm. people would lose. People were losing their mind when he was saying, "I'd like a wide receiver." <laughs> I know. Now, well, I'm NBA, you can do whatever comp- you want. With I'm not player. trying to compare that to Aaron Rodgers versus Giannis. I'm just saying the two sports like NBA a lot of the superstars get more pull like you can watch those documentaries on on Tim Donahue and the gambling yeah they were told to ref superstars differently yep yeah now, i mean it's obvious you see it i get to a point where if you're going to compare it to sports where tom brady like the hitting the quarterback below the knee roll, yeah it was basically brought in because tom brady got hurt by doing it and it obviously hurt The product of one of the golden boys of football. Mm -hmm. Same thing with baseball. I get it. Buster Posey ruined hard baseball for everyone because the dude was like 10 feet up the line trying to, you know, take a throw and tag a guy out and he got railroaded and busted his crap. But overall, basketball has so much pull. It's like LeBron. Superstars can do whatever they want. LeBron could hire and fire and get whoever he wanted on his team. Obviously you have like Damian Lillard, the second he wants out, he's he's headed out. Yeah. Basketball feels like it's player driven on steroids. Like
0: now Giannis has reiterated a lot of his desire to stay with one team, much like Kobe Bryant, much you know, like Dirk Novinsky. Giannis has said that a lot. Uh he also called winning the title of the Bucks the best feeling that he's ever had. Um, you know, so Giannis is not what he? I got loyalty in my DNA. He tweeted out a couple of years ago about the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, obviously the Bucks, you know, drafted Giannis, gave him his start, have thin asses here. You know, they got, they, they catered to Giannis as they should as, you know, he got them a championship the first time in 50 years. So we'll see what happens. Be uh, honest though, saying if we're not on the same page, then um, I don't know if I'll be staying with the Milwaukee Bucks, essentially.
2: Also to that same point though, with like the different sports, there's only five guys on a basketball court versus, you know, 11 for a football field or, nine for a baseball field. And then clearly you have extra pitchers and blah, blah, blah. So yeah, one player can, can control the game more. But I mean, we talked about this earlier when you introed it. I really think, I, I don't think Giannis is, is saying, Hey, I'm going to leave. I'm ready to leave. It's more or less the Lopez is the holidays, the Middletons, all those guys contracts. They're all getting older. Obviously Giannis is too. And he, he probably has until about 35 to be like this type of a level superstar to carry a team to the conference semis pretty much every year, no matter the year. But he's seeing that these guys that he's played with for a while that he won championship with and has been like a true contender with year after year, their contracts are all going to be up in two to three years. And I think he's saying he knows that's the end of them. But for him, he would still probably have four really good years left of being a, a superstar top of his game type talent. And he's wondering what the organization is going to do to put guys around him then. Cause you can't bring back Chris Middleton. You, you, you can't bring back. Brooke Lopez would be 40 plus years old. Like, <laughs> not like, happening. like Drew Holiday would be a guard that would be in his late 30. Like we're talking about guys that are all older than Giannis and Giannis would be creeping into like if he plays out the next two years, he'll be going into his 31 year old season and NBA players start to fall off at 35. That gives you four years. He would have that one big four year deal to get paid and be great. Middleton's older than him. Yeah. Lopez is way older than yeah. him. Holiday's older. Like, all those guys are going to be gone. I think he just wants assurance saying, hey, we're not going to go back to just being Giannis and the rest of the Bucks. We're going to try and commit to getting some players, whether that be like a Damian Lillard type player that wants out of his franchise. Who else is
4: older
0: than him, too?
2: Finassas. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think it's got to be like th- they got to like give him the confidence that if there was a Damian Lillard type player that wanted to go get out, him. that they would go get him because yeah. we need new blood, we need new talent. We can't we can't keep these old guys here for much longer than what they're already under contract. I would also
0: retort to Giannis being like, "Dude, you just handpicked a new coach. Apparently, we're giving you a lot to say. You just handpicked a coach and Adrian Griffin, so" You know, we're giving you some stuff, but you know, it's the honest. He's a super nice guy, and he he plays the game a little bit. He just he just wants what's best for him, and hopefully, that's with the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, line one. Good morning, yellow. I hear you. Line hey, one. Hey, what's going on, brother?
5: Mike. Hey, how are you? Yeah, what's uh, up? dude? You know, I'm out of my uh, summer hibernation with baseball that I don't really watch very much. <laughs> uh, football is football is the king of sports and it's back yeah uh and and real quick on the honest thing why wouldn't why wouldn't the bucks do or at least try to do what he wants um like you said you want him a championship he's a very loyal player um but he's right if it's not if it's not what's best for him yeah i mean roddy said it perfectly the nba is just a star driven players league yeah uh, the players have way more pull than any other league. And you have to think about the fact, too, that the NBA is completely international now. Um, most of your star driven players are coming internationally. And if you look at, like, compared to football, I mean, football, what are they? They're pulling from college football. That's it. Um, and half of the league is undrafted. So it, it, it's just not nearly as star driven as the NBA. And you, that's just what you're going to get with stars. Yeah. Um, so I. I mean, made some really good points. I think that they just, you know, kind of somewhat cater to Giannis and try to give him what he wants. And if they can give him what he wants, then he might move on, you know. And I think that's just something you have to live with reality-wise. At
0: least we got that championship out of him, you know, if that's the case. And if we never get one again, we still got that one. There's a lot of superheroes for our sporting teams that we uh, cheer for. All the go back to the year of 2008. A Herculean performance. Hercules, Hercules, Hercules. A guy named CC Sabathia. Put the Brewers on his freaking back. He went to 11-2 with a 1.65 ERA, working frequently on three days rest. Brewers, a complete game effort in the finale for a 3-1 win over the Scrubs. That clinched the franchise's first postseason berth in a generation. Oh, well, guess what's happening today at American Family Field? CC Sabathia is returning to Milwaukee and going to be waving hello to everyone for... The 15th anniversary, CC Sabathia, the anniversary of the 2008 playoff run. What a time!
2: Man, 15 years ago. As a Milwaukee Brewers fan. Yeah, that might have arguably arguably been about the three best months you'll see from a pitcher. Unbelievable. In fact,
0: here is CC Sabathia.
7: I don't think an organization would let anybody do that, you know, these days, Um, just from health-wise. I mean, I think for me... I felt good. You know, I like, I I was healthy. I felt great. And, um, you know, there's never a time in, in, in your career where you feel like, where you know you're going to win the games. Like I knew I was going to win those games, there, you know, like <laughs> never a time in my career where I knew I was going to go out and win a baseball game. There's, I never felt like that. So I'm like, I want to pitch as many days as possible. Like I'm healthy. I feel great. Like, we need this. Our team is, you know, on the run. We're having fun. It was a great group of guys. And, um, you know, I was I just I felt obligated and, and, to, and compelled to do it. The only thing I never got tired. I just got mentally. It was exhausting because, you know, you wake up and every two days it's like your day to pitch. You know what I mean? So <laughs> going through the routine of like my pitch day. Got a little exhausting, but physically I felt
0: great. And then you got to hear people like Grant Bills or Ben Kenny come on to say, "We can't let pitchers pitch a full game; their arms gonna fall off." Won't someone please think of the health of them? CC Sabathia, a guy who actually does it, did it and did it well, said, I knew I was winning those games. Let me pitch. That's what I want to do. And we heard these soy boys
2: come on to say,
6: you can't let pitchers go over 100 pitches.
0: Well, Ooh, yeah, ben,
2: ben was definitely mad, invisibly mad on Twitter, about <laughs> the Philadelphia Phillies allowing Michael Lorenzen yeah. to throw 124 pitches, throw the no-hitter, the biggest moment in his baseball career. But, Imagine if those
0: betas were in charge of the Brewers. We never would have got a CC Sabathia moment moments like that.
2: Well, here's the thing. It's like, okay, well, he's not going to be as good the next time, and he, he could get hurt. And he, eh. well, here's here's the deal. The guy throws a no hitter. It's the best moment in his life. The next start he's probably not going to be as good just because the public thinks he's going to be great and he just worked the the most he's worked on a on a you know a, a day in general so they get to have their moment us as betters get to fade them the next start we get to have our moment it's win-win for everybody yeah and um but yeah i mean looking at cc sabathia unbelievable the dude Walked away from baseball with 251 wins. He hit that. See, back in the day, it used to be like Hall of Famer, right? Roger Clemens. I know he's not in the Hall of Fame, but Should like be. Clemens, Maddox, Glavin, all those guys, 300 wins. That was like the, the you, you had to get to 300 wins.
0: Yeah, 300 was the mark. That was like that's
2: how you you were a beast. Yeah, that you were the starting that was pitcher it. going into the Hall of Fame if you could get 300. Yep. Well, CC Sabathia is clearly not from that. Maddox era uh Clemens Johnson era. But he got to two fifty one. Mm. And two fifty is a big number out there for these generations that are post nineteen nineties. You know what I mean? Yep. Like he's a Hall of Famer. Now you're looking at guys in like some of the, the generation here. It's like Clayton Kershaw, I think he's a slightly over two hundred wins. He's one of the best pitchers from this generation. And then you look around and you're like, well. Who who else is going to get to even 200 wins? CeCe got to 250. Yeah, I mean, That's Wayne that. Wainwright is at, I think, 198. And my God, has he been bad this year. And I, I hope that Waino gets to 200 just for his sake because he, he'd been a really good player for a long time. He's at and, 198, right on. And yep. look at his numbers this year. He's bad his at war, His war this year is minus 2.6. Yeah, he's, he's been batting practice, Yikes. and it didn't his help. He already 8.61. See, he was one of the guys that was actually pitching for the World Baseball Classic, and he hurt his groin really bad in the World Baseball Classic and didn't start the season on time, hasn't been the same. But, yeah, he's been batting practice this year, but I hope he falls into two wins so he can say he got to 200 because it's just you don't see it at all. And these guys... You look at the brewer staff, it's like look at Corbin Burns. Corbin Burns they're baby. is baby, they're
0: pampered. Yeah.
2: Corbin Burns, is what, twenty nine years old, going on thirty here coming up in a year or so? Yep. How many wins does he have in his career? I honestly I don't know off the top of my head. Maybe fifty? Corbin Burns has 44. Exactly. <laughs> he ain't getting to 200. No. He's it's already he's already halfway through his career, and he's at 44. Well, it's so funny to
0: me is, like, back to CC Sabathia and what he accomplished for the Brewers, th- that was one of uh, – I wasn't alive in 1982 for the World Series, but what you saw after 26 years not being in the playoffs, as CC Sabathia literally putting the team on his back, it was must-watch TV, and the fact that – you know you let a pitcher go out there and do what he's you know paid to do and he's like I'm winning those games you'll never see anything like that again because everyone's too scared to let pitchers pitch now
2: well it's and it's not that Corbin Burns is, isn't as good of a pitcher as CC Sabathia i mean Corbin Burns is as nasty as they come when he's on his top stuff too it's just they yeah like you say they, they don't let these guys yeah, be as good as possible i would love
0: to hear Grant Bills or Ben Kenny and Grant hopefully will be in here sooner than later i would love to hear these guys Ex- like, because I, I guarantee you, like, they're worshiping and loving the ground that CC Sabathia walks on. Like, but they contradict themselves as soon
2: as they get on air. Like, well, we can't let a pitcher go that far. That it's just inhumane. Like, you, clearly, when you look at some of these guys, and we'll talk about just Brewers gone by. Like, CC Sabathia is a Hall of Famer. Like, you have Zach Greinke. It was an absolute stud for a decade plus, and. Corbin Burns is a stud. Who knows how long he ends up playing, but, you know, say he finishes out his career in his late 30s. You know, he had a good 10, 15-year run. He's a great starting pitcher. Those guys, when you start comparing Grinky, Sabathia, Corbin Burns, you talk about top-of-their-game stuff, like just the stuff in general. If you had to win one game, who would you want? Like you're splitting hairs between CeCe, Sabathia, Zach Grinke, and Corbin Burns because of the talent they have. But you think about some of the other guys that the Brewers have had that have been good pitchers, like we'll just say because it's around the same time, like um, Sean Markham, who had a couple good years, or Giovanni Gallardo, who was an ace for the Brewers. Like Those guys clearly aren't in the same class as the yeah, CC no. Sabathias and, and the Corbin Burns, even for their best years. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of been, outside of a few of these guys, that's kind of been the going rate for starting pitching in Milwaukee. That's why it's such a big deal to lock down starting pitching, and it's going to absolutely suck when Corbin <laughs> Burns walks and maybe you get to keep Woody. Yeah, 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 totally.
0: Well, Rowdy, we harken back to the good old days. 15 years we're celebrating today in American Family Field.
2: Um, I remember a- there was an interview that CC t- did after he left Milwaukee, and he signed with the Yankees, and he signed for a huge, huge deal at the time. And I remember his interview, it was something along the lines of, like, I love Milwaukee. I love the city of Milwaukee and the fans. If I had my choice, I would have stayed in Milwaukee. But I remember it was something along the lines of, like, his agent and the MLB Players Association, which we know those associations going back and forth are always you know getting every single dime you can. Mm-hmm. He's like, they wouldn't let me sign a deal if even if I wanted to stay in Milwaukee, I had yeah. to take top dollar.
0: To go top dollar for the Yankees, you know?
2: Because what would that say to the PA that one of the best starting pitchers on the market goes? You know what? I'm going to turn down 250 million. I'll actually I'll take a hundred. Sad. Never would happen. No. So 20,000
0: fans today will receive a commemorative poster of uh, the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel Sports front page that uh, commemorated the occasion. It's a keg party. CC CeCe Sabathia finishes what he starts. And the dude, I mean, three, seven complete games, three shutouts uh, in his brief tenure with the Should've Brewers. Should had a no-hitter. It was unbelievable. And now you got to hear soy boys and beta males tell you about how pitchers shouldn't be going past the fifth inning or 100 pitches when you literally have a beast on the mound and CC Sabathia who did it and said, I knew I was winning those games, and that's exactly what I wanted to do. Line two, good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm I'm well. Yourself? Good. Hey, I was
3: going to tell you, yes, I agree with you. CC Sabathia, that was must-watch TV. It was awesome. Yes. Um, Should I know how to – the only other thing I will kind of compare it to is when – Schilling and Johnson made it work in uh World Series. Yeah. Like, they wanted the ball just to make it work. Like, you just hear that. I mean, that's – you don't hear guys say, I want the ball very much anymore.
0: I mean, isn't it awesome when you get a pitcher up there on the mound who's just – he's, like, just oozing confidence and he just has got swag up on the mound and he's just mowing dudes down. That is just unbelievable, especially when there's playoff baseball or, you know, nearing playoffs. It's so well, how electric. about the
2: fact that when you do see it – Like, it'll be like your Justin Verlanders, who he's kind of like that end of the CC Sabathia area pre, you know, Corbin Burns and some of these younger guys that are pre 30. Obviously, Verlanders, what, 40ish years old, but he he would be a guy that would be very upset if someone was going to try and pull him. But you even see it to an extent with Burns and Woody since 2020 when when they've been pulled early, you can clearly tell they're not happy.
0: Let the pitchers pitch, right, brother?
2: What's your, what's your name? Who is this?
0: Oh, I think, he, uh, I think you scared him off, Rowdy. I think he, he dipped out when you. <laughs> Thanks for the call. And yes, it is electric to see CeCe Sabathi up there. It's annoying, too, to hear people celebrate it. And then in the same breath, they start talking about how pitchers shouldn't go over 100 pitches. <laughs> okay. Football is king. Yep. King. It's football state. Rules with the Iron Fists in the nation. Speaking of football, uh, Mike and Portage, uh, for some reason, waited for his takes to come out on the Twitch channel as opposed to when he called in. But he just said the Browns traded Josh Dobbs and released Kellen Mond, WTF. That's hilarious. Happened. Paging Eric on I-90. Oh, Eric on I-90. Kellen Mond has now been, <laughs> he's been released. And Dobbs uh, traded away. The Cardinals have agreed uh, to trade for him. Uh, With the Browns. So the Browns will get a 2024 fifth round selection. Arizona had uh, received from the Eagles in their tampering settlement. Cleveland will also send a 2024 seventh round to the Cardinals. The deal is pending a physical. So Dobbs uh, going out there.
2: Uh, Hilarious, Rowdy? It is hilarious because Joshua Dobbs has been a career backup that mostly... Most of his time with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, obviously, he wasn't gonna crack. He wasn't gonna crack the team when he was first drafted, or any time when Big Ben Roethlisberger was the quarterback. Yeah. But basically, it was a career backup for Pittsburgh, and then I think he bounced around to another spot or two. But yeah, I mean, he he's basically backup insurance. But I think the fun the funniest thing is with Kellen Mond is Kellen Mond, a third round pick. Out of Texas A and M for the Minnesota Vikings, and you have the Mike Zimmer comments. <laughs> Mike Zimmer comments about. I <laughs> see the, him yeah. every day. The, the, every day. The season's over. Are you gonna? You know, this. You, you guys basically, your season's over. You're gonna get a look yeah. at Kellen Mond yeah. with uh, Kirk Cousins because you don't want to get Cousins hurt here. It's your season's over. Not particularly. Uh, why? <laughs> why is that? Why don't you want to get a look at him? I see him every day. Yeah. Don't it, need him. Clearly, he's not good. And then uh, he plays a little bit and clearly he's not good. And then this year he goes to Cleveland <laughs> and Dorian Thompson Robinson, uh, a rookie out of UCLA who, by all accounts, a lot of draft experts thought it would be hard for him to to transfer into NFL ranks in college football. He was more of a, a good college quarterback. Mm hmm. Well, he's played pretty well, and he has obliterated what Kellen Mond is. I, I you know, I'm talking to Dave Essler and some of the guys, and he, he's talking about how they don't even know if they want to bet Cleveland in a in a preseason game they kind of like because they know Kellen Mond is playing the second <laughs> half. Ooh, they Kellen don't have Mond. do worry about that anymore. Well, you you like look at the fall that he has had. Uh, you know, our guy Thor Nyström from. Fall. Did he ever have a rise? He was decent at Texas A&M. <laughs> but I, I guess the rise in Minnesota Viking GM in fans' eyes. Our guy Thor Nystrom, who we have on for the NFL yeah. draft coverage and he stuff like that, he <laughs> he even tweeted out a clip of Robert Griffin III crapping on Kirk Cousins, the guy that ended up overtaking him at Washington due to a knee injury, saying that when they drafted Kellen Mond, that Kellen Mond was everything that Kirk Cousins wasn't, yeah, and what Thorne. he was I'll missing. Find that. I'll find that Hilarious. Clip. He couldn't have been more wrong. Oh, yeah, he's...
0: <laughs> uh, here we go. Here
2: it is. I think I found it. RG3 is suddenly busy all of a sudden. Kellen Mond, Robert, what do we think of the player here? And then going to a situation where in training camp, he's going to look more physically impressive than the starter that's standing there at Kirk Cousins. What do we think about the spot for Kellen, too?
7: Uh, Yeah, I can tell you
1: right now, number eight in Minnesota is probably not real happy right now. Uh, Because Kelamon represents exactly what he doesn't do well, right? Kelamon's the the big physical quarterback. He can run it, throw it all over the field. Um, And I don't think that that's something that number eight is able to do uh, in Cousins in Minnesota. Um, But I think that's what the coaching staff and the administration is is looking for.
0: I'll just pause it because that's hilarious. That's funny. And now he's been waived. He's out of the league. And now, obviously,
2: this is is, uh, right after the draft, so it's all speculation on what these players actually can be because I know that there's clips out there of Merrill Hodge who back in the day was talking about how Brian Brom was – Aaron Rodgers is now an afterthought. Brian Brom – was drafted to come in here and be the replacement for Brett Favre, and he thinks how Brom's going to be great and Aaron Rodgers is now the dud.
6: How big was his tie knot at that point in time in his career? Well, this is Large. the thing.
2: He was... <laughs> wrong, but then you can pull other clips from where Merrill Hodge was sitting there talking about, I know one was like Johnny Manziel, and he goes, this is going to be the biggest bust you've ever seen, and he was 100% right, and I know there's another one that he has that's a pretty famous one where he's talking about where not a lot of people were in on this said prospect, and ended up being correct. Yeah. So so you hit and miss like everybody. Like if you're a, if you're the only you're an- person
6: you can't find those clips for is Mel Because He's <laughs> always wrong. <laughs>
2: good air though but yeah oh, that's yeah. that's the thing oh, like yeah. it's oh, a crap yeah. shoot if if these guys really could hit at the way that they would these drafts and your teams would be so much better but it's just not possible
0: yeah then speaking of quarterbacks yeah trey lance who's on the chopping block now uh and i think the twins have been checking in on uh trey lance but trey lance my god three first round picks mm-hmm. and uh moved up <laughs> he's gonna start to play the baseball
6: at a yeah, so i said the vikings were checking in on him okay yeah you did huh nothing no, you said the, you said said the, the twins. twins, but
2: I'm like, yeah, he has oh, been that I? bad. <laughs> oh, Vikings. I had no idea <laughs> that
6: that's the Twins. Take in oh, he, he has no been idea. that bad. Maybe he's a pitcher. <laughs> he's going to go play baseball. He's got an stuff. arm.
0: Doesn't matter. Uh, he stinks. <laughs> but yeah, Trey Lance, uh, three draft picks, moved up to get him, and he played, what, less than 300 regular season snaps and got almost $30 million to do absolutely nothing. Has,
6: has anybody made a big a deal about this? Is they have uh, the Packers taking Jordan Love?
0: Uh, no, I mean, how come John Lynch doesn't get burned alive for uh, Trey Lance? Uh, the rest bustling. of that
6: roster is pretty good. Oh, he's, uh, he's too busy an, in church. He's also an NFL uh, like in post legendary player, so that's probably why.
2: Well, I think one of the things the game <laughs> is that Kyle Shanahan, for the most part, has kind of covered up some of these. Uh, I don't know if I should say some of these warts, but that wart that is Trey Lance in the draft pick and, and drafting up, because look at the roster that they've assembled. Look at how well they've drafted just in general yeah. outside of a really bad miss in Trey Lance. Had they not drafted and acquired some of the players that they have, this is magnified big time because your roster's nowhere near as good as it was. They- and then you missed that quarterback. And I think the <laughs> fact that he already had Jimmy G as insurance yeah. and we know that Jimmy G was a solid guy, he wasn't great, but, but he, was him, like he was good enough. That helped, but this is going to be the year because now you're starting to see people really kind of fire back, not only on John Lynch, but also on Kyle Shanahan, yeah. where it's like, well, Shani can take, you know, these average quarterbacks and get into the Super Bowl, but why can't he get a guy that's supposed to have a ceiling and make him any good? Yeah. So yesterday
0: morning, uh, John Lynch was talking about Trey Lance uh, out in San Francisco, saying that now... Lance is most likely to remain with the Niners, saying we're very happy with Trey. At QB3. The most likely option is that he's here. If we can find a landing spot for Trey, that is a really he's good one for here. him and works for an organization that's not something we turn a blind eye to. But that's not what our focus is right now. Our focus is on Trey getting back here and us being the best football team. We're getting close to Pittsburgh in Week 1.
2: There was a point... Um, Sam Darnold beat you out, dude. There was a point where... Ooh. <laughs> Scared. I saw a ghost. <laughs> oh, man, why am I blanking on this again? Remember how I said Howard Cassell, but it wasn't Howard Cassell. It was uh, it sounds like his nephew. nephew or no. It's so not Howard Cassell. He brought I'm up dead. a really good point, and it was you can think what you want about Trey Lance, but there's one thing that is 100% of fact, because obviously some guy could watch someone play and think he's great. Another guy could think he stinks. Greg Cassell. Greg, cause, yeah, I, I can never remember his first name. It's okay. So I, his nephew? I didn't. Great, his... yeah, he's a great. yeah, he's the NFL nephew. films guy. Films that is guy my nephew. And, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of opinions when it comes would, to, so. to how good someone is or what they do well. Obviously, but one thing that is true is the fact that since 2019, Trey Lance has hardly played football. Because
0: 272 snaps or something like that. Yeah,
2: in 2020, obviously, a lot of teams had shortened seasons. We even saw the Big Ten only play 10 games. Well, he was playing at North Dakota State. And there was, I I think they played in like showcase, if I remember, it was like showcase games. Yeah, they did. Was it like a one or two off showcase game? Yeah, Yeah. it was one showcase like So dude didn't get to play at all in 2020. Then he gets drafted. And, you know, he goes down with an injury. Plus, he was so raw coming out of North Dakota State. I don't think anyone thought that he was going to be a guy that would come in right away, lead a team, be the man in the quarterback. Like, Carson Wentz also came out of North Dakota State. Carson Wentz was a more polished long time starter with ability than Trey Lance was Trey Lance was raw and it was like he had like He's doing one year and then one game of 2020 so of being a starter Here it is they played um North
0: Dakota State had a showcase game against Central Arkansas it was their only it was the Bison's only game uh during the fall as the normal schedule scrapped Trey Lance went uh for 149 yards 15 to 30 two touchdowns, one interception, and a rush for 143 yards on
2: 15 carries. And I'm pretty sure before that, on he way. only started the year before that. So he had like one year in a game where he was like full-time starter. Yeah. <laughs> so that's not a lot of You're playing on experience. A yeah.
0: Drafting a guy of one showcase game before you get him.
2: Well, yeah, it, it was the, the showcase game and then the year before. But again, that's still a guy that's played roughly 13, 14 games of regular season play. And he was already really raw playing against competition that isn't the big 10. It's not the sec like North Dakota state. will see maybe one or two power five type Iowa States and those type of teams in a non-conference season since they became as dominant as they have. But that's the thing. It's like, so he hadn't played in a while and then he gets hurt and then he's been off and on hurt and inconsistent, but you already knew he was a project. But I think the biggest thing wasn't taking him in the first round. It was trading up and giving away as much as you did.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and uh, who who do they jump ahead uh, during the draft to get them? They jumped one team, and I remember that team was it Chicago? Was it? Uh, that might be right because I remember that team saying like we weren't even going to draft a quarterback. Like I think
2: it was Chicago, like, if we, I remember correctly. We weren't gonna
0: we weren't gonna do that. So it was kind of pointless. But yeah, uh, NFL crazy stuff, man. Trey Lance on the move. Uh, but does John Lynch get uh, the people?
6: You know. No, because they throw draft, shade at him. Hey, They drafted Mister Irrelevant, and they knew he was going to be good.
0: What's going to do? What's going to happen if Brock Purdy gets hurt, and then uh, Sam Darnold's out there and stinking? Is Trey Lance going to get some? Or are they going to coax Tom Brady out of retirement? And be like, hey, Tommy, hey, buddy boy, come
6: on over, bud. What are you doing? Um, I see you get
0: another supermodel. You want that, to
6: come play football again? Wouldn't that be a conflict of interest since he is a part owner of a team? I don't know how that works. Right? He's m- more m- minority owner of the Raiders now. Did he? Yes. Uh, that, is that official? I know, like, I know he was going to be... I felt be like that with... was stuff that happened.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Tom Brady is uh, Raiders. I think that has become so I official. I feel like
6: that's the only thing he can do.
0: Yeah. He, yep. Yeah, here you go. He, he's in. This is from June 23rd. He was in the process of buying a minority share of the Raiders. Uh, I don't know if it's official, but I assume so. There you go, limited partner of the Las Vegas Raiders.
2: Come on, Tom Brady. Come on back. So I'm looking at... Um... I'm, I'm Looking at this 2021 draft, it wasn't the Bears. Bears selected uh, Fields later in that draft. You know who they went up and got and and jumped ahead of? Wasn't it someone that didn't need a quarterback? It was the Atlanta Falcons who had Matt Ryan who was selecting Kyle Pitts, the tight end. Yeah, that's what it was. And also, like, Cincinnati already had Joe Burrow, and they were fifth and were taking Jamar Chase. Mike, uh, Mike, the nine, yeah.
0: They moved up one spot, right, to get him?
2: Yeah, it wasn't very far. It was like I think one or it, two. they moved up, th- it looks like, three spots. Three?
0: And they're like, we weren't even going to draft a quarterback. But yeah, the, the, the teams laughing. ahead
2: of them had Matt Ryan, Joe Burrow, who would have been coming off of his rookie year, and then Miami was the team they swapped with. Funny. Then that experiment failed and failed mightily. Well. Who's worse, though? Obviously, it's worse because they, they traded multiple picks, but the Jets had the second overall pick and took Zach Wilson.
6: Hey, he's looking like he's learning from uh, his new hey, uh, mentor. He's going to be
2: 30 by the time he plays. Roger's
0: talking about how he wants to hand the baton Was off. Is already
6: 30 in college?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Roger said after about two, three years in the Jets, he wants to hand the baton off to Zach Wilson for another 15-year run. Well, so, Zach Wilson will be the
6: same age of the, the ladies he likes chasing. Uh, Did you see his mom brought a bunch of his
2: her uh, friends had to, to the last Jets yeah, had to,
6: had to cheer him up somehow for being
2: number two hey. <laughs> I'm looking at this draft and you have Trevor Lawrence going number one, Zach Wilson went number two Trey Lance three, then you look at the rest of the quarterbacks, Justin Fields went at 11, you had Mac Jones go at 15 and then the farther down you slide it goes into the second round so those were your first round draft picks how would you redraft that outside of Trevor Lawrence being number one you know, I, got I think, I think Lawrence is number one. I think Fields is probably two. Yeah. Which yeah. and and Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields, their entire lives had been one two, because if you remember, they were one two in high school. Yeah. They were one two coming out of college, and then Justin Fields dropped Zach. Everyone fell in love with Zach Wilson and a few of his highlights. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the draft that was, and then. Everyone fell in love with Trey Lance from one season in one game. Right. And clearly Trevor Lawrence is that guy, but Zach Wilson hasn't been. Trey Lance hasn't been. I mean, I think you can find you could have stayed where you were as the
6: 49ers and gotten (laughs) Justin Fields.
2: Yeah. And then you get down to fields, who was the 11th pick yeah. and, and like fields is still a project. We, we don't know for a fact he's good. Yeah. Like he can run the football. We know that we've seen him throw the football well at college, but he hasn't put it all together in the NFL. Now he's had limiting factors like a bad offensive line, lack of skill position and weapons, yeah. but we're going to see that this year. If he can't do it this year, what are you thinking going into next year? Honestly, we're going to have to see a Mac Jones rebound. Mm -hmm. Looked good his rookie year. Not so much, uh, you know, last year. What's what's he going to do for for year three? Obviously, he had a lot of question marks with skilled players, coordinators, injuries, year two.
6: Lack of coordinator. You don't, a defensive coordinator.
2: Calling the offense? Yeah. You don't don't think that that wouldn't work in the NFL? And it's
6: not even a guy who, because, you know, there are coordinators who are like, (laughs) they make the jump over. And they do well because they know off defenses that well.
2: But it's, Matt wor- Patricia was it's like, worse because Matt and Patricia looked like a slob. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he's a schlep. <laughs> like, it's one thing when he
6: berates reporters for looking slobby. Yeah, like sloppy. Yeah, as he comes in looking trying like a to slab. be... The poor man's Belichick. It's hard
2: enough to be one of the best defensive coordinators in the NFL. Like I would argue, he was a pretty darn good defensive yeah. coordinator. To then flip to the offense because you didn't have an offensive coordinator, and obviously Bill Belichick is defensive dominant.
6: And so is his son. So he can't put his son over.
2: You there. can't. You didn't have Great anything. Haircut. So basically, he's like, "All right, well, you are going to be the offensive coordinator. You want that job, or else, like, I? Yeah. Like, <laughs> so he takes it." But the fact that you are going to be to try and be that high of a level on the offensive side of football when you've only ever really done defense—that's right. an insane ask. And then two, it's worse when you do look like a slob because if, <laughs> if you are if you are clean so cut balls. and blah blah blah, people yeah,
0: you, it's the image. It's yeah, an image. You can you can get off on your looks for so long, like you can skirt by for a while. Like yeah. if he was so like, you look like, like, a, like a bum.
2: You can, 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 can. <laughs> yeah, when you look like a bum and people then you get, coach yeah, like you as a bum. bum and they know you don't know jack about offense. Then you're a bum. <laughs> you get kicked to the curb fast. You can
0: look like a well, bum coaching, or you can coach like a bum, but if you look like an upstanding citizen, people give you a, a benefit of the doubt for a, you know, a while. It's Bill O'Brien's
6: back there now. So, I, I think. Oh, it's going to be night yeah. and day difference. Yeah, it'll be. A, yeah. He'll he'll have the chance to be NFL comeback player of the year, even though he's not coming back from a major injury. Like, let's be honest.
2: <laughs> when you looked at Matt Patricia, he looked like a guy who snored while breathing while he was awake. Yeah, he's got a,
0: he's got awake apnea. Awake
2: apnea. <laughs> yeah, nice. he he came off as that type of guy. But I mean, you look at uh, their offensive coordinator now, and you mentioned Bill O'Brien. He took a lot of heat in Houston, but. Uh, he Deshaun Watson was pretty darn good at Houston before all the the massage stuff came out. Yeah. And Bill O'Brien, <laughs> that offense was good. Now, was there a lot of questionable management and game management and timeouts and stuff yeah. like that? Yeah. And was the defense not very good? Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. wherever he's been, Alabama, Penn State, Houston, they've had good offenses. All yeah. right. You can question him being a head coach, but he is a darn good OC.
0: And we'll talk about uh, some Packers coming up here. Uh, well, some um, some college football. First, uh, line one, good morning. Who do we got before break? Hello.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, what's going on?
1: Uh, Well, you guys already kind of touch on this, but I wanted to bring this point back up. Um, question for you.
0: Is this Fuller? Would you rather... Ha- yeah. Hey, Full Dog. How's it going? Good, man. Missing you, you handsome bastard.
1: Uh, question for you. Would you rather have a GM that nailed every position but could never find a quarterback or a GM who really did have a – I mean, I guess he didn't draft them, but he had a good quarterback, and that was figured out. But everywhere else was okay to pretty decent, and he came up short every single year.
2: That's a good question because I feel like San Francisco's been a contender without a quarterback for the most part since – what, year two or three of Kyle Shanahan. So since we'll just say 2019-ish, they've been a contender. They've been arguably a, a quarterback away from winning. But then at the same time, when you have the one particular quarterback, like an Aaron Rodgers, and you can keep him locked up for a decade plus, I would probably go with the quarterback just because I can keep him locked up for 10, 15 in Tom Brady's part, 20 years, where the defense, you're only going to have them on their you know, rookie deals for four years, and then you're going to have to start to sign some, let some go. So you, you wouldn't be able to keep all of them like you could keep a quarterback.
0: And look at the quarterback when it uh, went down for the Niners' full dog. Uh, that, I mean, he had Christian McCaffrey out there like running wildcat. They couldn't, they couldn't get past the hump. I'd take the Aaron Rodgers well, experience.
1: Well, my point is, You've, how long has John Lynch been the GM there? I mean,
2: I think since twenty seventeen ish.
1: Okay, so six years, seven years. He's had ample amount of time to try to find a quarterback, right? Hmm. How how is this possible? <laughs> I mean,
6: John Elway hasn't been Florida. able to find a quarterback, yeah, except in for Peyton Manning. No, I know,
1: but but, but po- John Elway has caught flack for not not finding a quarterback. I mean, why does John Lynch continuously get a pass?
0: Especially with the Uh, Trey Lance with three first-round picks, like, it's terrible.
1: Gutekun hedges his bet, says, okay, well, he's our quarterback, who's really good, is starting to maybe get over the hill a little bit. Maybe we should look at doing exactly what we did last time and trying to develop a guy to maybe have another decent quarterback for another 10-15 years. Whether it works, obviously, is still up in the air, but at some point, how how often do you have to come up short and not catch any flack? I mean, like it's like John Lynch walks on water. I don't
2: under, I don't understand. Well, that. he did
0: get busted in church, uh, like in tweets about uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, while uh, he was uh, getting right with the Lord. So maybe he does walk on water. Full dog. <laughs> you know, he's I mean, he's got an in. He's got an in.
1: It's just, it's pretty, uh, is it a San Francisco thing? I mean, why, why does coons catch black at the uh, at Green Bay? The smallest market in all of professional sports for being really, really good. Yeah, you can and, walk around San
0: Francisco well, and take a dump on the streets and no one says Boo. I think it could also Florida? be an image thing.
2: Like, we were talking about Matt Patricia and joking around about that, where it's like, oh, maybe if he was a little more clean cut, he would have got a little bit more of a lenience. I think John Lynch, he's a Hall of Famer. He gets a little more lenience. Brian Gutekunst never played. Yeah, he, he, never, it, lacrosse. Yeah, he he didn't have a extensive background in the NFL. Well,
1: I mean, don't don't people know that lacrosse is the Harvard of Midwest? I, mean, I think people who attend there think that. Hey, hey
6: yeah. full, full on, old, we know,
2: Fuller. We know Fuller. we know that UW Lacrosse is the Harvard of the Midwest, and Oshkosh is the Yale of the Midwest. Fuller, two weeks yeah, ago, exactly two,
0: Fuller, two weeks ago, Grant Bills went to UW Lacrosse. He put a, a lacrosse banner, uh, a pennant flag, up behind Rowdy. Rowdy didn't even acknowledge its existence until this week. It took him two weeks to say anything about it. Do you, do you, even UW Lacrosse guys can't even notice their own, you know, alma mater hanging off the wall. It takes them a while. I don't know. What's that say? <laughs>